opportunity Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture Just let it slip Yo These week Derby Day Fergal's ready Oh you bet he's ready Just a cheeky bit of Fergo times Eminem to start the podcast off How bloody good The best day of racing for the years arrived The Victorian Derby Day And some 7.5 million dollar race at Rose Hill too apparently Oh boy oh boy I'm excited Look, I've gone from having only previewed the Cox Plate last week. I do apologise for firstly only being able to do that, and secondly, the shyishness of my tips. Humidor and Aspartame, my two tips happen to both pull up with breathing issues, so that's just my luck. Obviously, I hope the horses are okay. I couldn't really obviously read that in the form guide, but nonetheless, disappointing. Anyways, we kick on the start of the Flanching Carnival, and I am excited. But firstly, as I mentioned, there's a $7.5 million race by the name of the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill this week. I'm going to preview just quickly three races from Rose Hill, the three features. Before I get to that $7.5 million race, we'll start with race six. It's a heavy eight track, I must admit, also at Sydney. I'm not admitting anything. I'm a safer Sydney, so mudlarks beware. And race six, the Rose Hill Gold Cup, 2,000 metres, three odd and up quality race. And look, oh, I'm going to go the... T- Juicy odds of fun fact, $14, $3.30. Last up, winning of the St. Ledger at Randwick, over 2,600 metres, so drops back from that trip on what? Is that the seven-day backup? No, two. Sorry, two-week backup. But the reason I'm confident in taking the Beyond Bacon train gelding from 2,600 down to 2,000 is he's a rock-hard fit and he leads and he can handle the wet going. So I'm hoping Josh Park takes him to the front and he makes this an out and out staying test and he outstays a lot of them. I think the price, 14s and what, $3.40, I just said, is fantastic. Candyman has to be a danger. So it's woog up with the um conditions I mentioned. The heavy ain't expecting to stay around there. But row six at Rose Hill, happy to play in number two each way to go to the front and give us a sight. Race seven is the oh, I guess it's the race that followed the Everest. A lot of these horses race in the Everest. The yes, 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 stakes. 300 metres, group three and upset weights and poundies. We have Gitra, Eduardo, and a Hawkby on her or dropping out of the Everest. And I'm going to go with Eduardo. Now, he was went quicker than Fawn did um, in the first 600 metres of the Everest with Rachel King on board. Ended up finishing second to last. But I think with Rachel King off, Nashville back on, $8,000, $2.80. Uh, he handles the going, Eduardo, which is obviously what you want. He's two starts heavy for two wins, where um, Geetos and her race on the heavy, being the favourite currently at $3. So, big question mark. Barry one, Nashua Willa, I think he holds out. Prime candidate, Hawkeye on her to lead with the advantage of the rails. Another reason I think we're getting, another reason I'm happy to tip this same as Fun Facts, we're getting a nice price to find out what happens. But I'm happy to hop back on Eduardo, race seven, number three at Rose Hill. And the final race from Rose Hill, the most expensive race got around this weekend, the Golden Eagle, race eight. And it is, um, it's a great, it's not a great field, but it's just so many different form lines, so many chances. 18 horse field. I quickly mentioned number 20 Enchanted Heart should not be 400 to $1. That makes the field get on it if it's above 101. But I'm going to roll the dice from Barrier 22 and go with Fun Start. Now, I first looked at it, I went, oh. Oh, Barry 22, that hinges her chances. But I'm looking at it now. And I think just thinking and Alligator Blood and also Fender if it gets a start and Inserio, so give it cover to get across. 
Tom Barry get I think she actually made this to the first turn as well. So she has plenty of time to find a position. And at $5, I'm happy to punt on the fact she does. She has a superior four miles in the race, running second in the Epsom last start. Start with fine bat was beaten 0.2 length by Wild Planet, who's a live chance in the group one in Melbourne to Cantala. I'll talk about shortly. Best form in the race. Obviously, you can't knock Alligator Blood. Barrier 15 hinges his chances a bit. I can't really say that as I'm backing the horse with Barrier 22. But look, I think she's a horse to beat with luck. And I'm happy to punt on the fact she gets luck. And the Golden Eagle or Rose Hill, race 8, number 12, Fun Star for me. I also forgot to mention, but before I head to the Flanton for my tips there, that um, it's just me this week. I was doing a special episode for Melbourne Cup Sunday night with my friend Sam back on and Scott Millward. Three of us previewing the greatest two-mile race in the world. It'll be a good episode. Hopefully back the winner like I did last year. Round the clear, get around it. Anyways, off to Flanton we go on a good four track for the first day of the Flanton Carnival. I think the rails and the true is it. Let me confirm that. Rail true, entire circuit. What a day's racing it will be. A nine-race card. I'm happy to build a bank and race one with ASAR number three. Now, the first two races, I believe it is. Yep. I'll be backing the runners-up, respectively, of the Caulfield Guineas and the Thousand Guineas. So, race one, number three, ASAR, $2.20. Look, I have no queries over the mile, which is obviously a big thing for three-year-olds at this time of the year. Unless you're running in the derby, but can be a big query. First thing, nowhere near the classy verse last start. Look, he was beaten point four legs by Ole Kirk. Like, come on. Crosshaven's the only danger for my eyes. Not even really a danger. I think Asar just wins from barrier two. Damien Lane gets in the midfield spot. Crosshaven will probably set the pace, which I reckon he can hold on for a long time. But I think Asar's class. Cruise so good come the end of the mile. Race one at Flemington, number three to win for me. Pretty keen. Race two, as I mentioned, I'll be taking number one personal at $3.20. Same, exact same thing I can say about um, Asa. Look, no query over the mile. She was five deep around the bend and chased hard just to not be able to catch up to Odium, who's also a lot favourite in the Empire Rose, which I'll talk about later. Um, look, Barry 8, no issues. Damien Oliver, he's the king of the big races. Not really the biggest race the group two, 2,000 metre race. Sorry, what am I talking about? I just realised this race isn't over the mile. It's over 2,000. But I still don't have any issues with person running that out. As she was five wide before the turn over the mile and chased hard and kept going. Um, look, dangers. I think Salto Angel runs all day. I reckon Miraval can run all day. But the right one in transit, Ollie can present her at the right time. I think personal can run over the top of these late. Race two, number one, personal. Race three, we go from 2,000 metres to down the straight, 1,200 metres. Group two handicap, the Linlithgow Stakes, and I'm going to go with the South Australian horse, Camel Passer. Jay, mate, if you're listening, I hope you are. It's our boy, Camel. Look, this horse is as honest as it gets. Last start, look, beaten 0.2 of a length, third by Zoo Tory and Dollar for Dollar. Now, Zoo Tory, I'm not sure where he'll go. He might be spelling to go to the new market next prep. I think I might have saw that. And Dolphin Dog ran in the Everest, did nothing but running in the Everest. You know, it's class above these horses. If Kimmel Pass runs up to that again, I don't see how he doesn't win. I think he can lead from barrier number eight. Obviously, the barriers don't really have an influence, but you probably want to be towards the outside rail as it probably will be chopped up less. Slow speed. Craig Williams takes up the going. Hopefully, holds him together as long as possible and presses the, bu press the button for him to stretch out late. Octane has to be a danger, but I don't think it has a class that Campbell Parsa does at this stage of its career. 
So race three, number four, Camel Parson for me to win at $6. Race four at Flemington is the last gold ticket into the Alexis Melbourne Cup. And I'm going to go with the French import carrying 61 Ash Run. Now, 61 kilos, you really don't go, oh, Jesus. But the weight spread is only five kilos to the bottom weight. Admire Robson carrying 56. So that doesn't, not much as a worry as it could have been. Um, I think he was very good in the Geelong Cup. He improved five deep, outsprinted late. But it was his first run in Australia. He was beaten by Steel Prince, who will hold his weight in the Melbourne Cup, regardless of if Ash Run meets him or not there. Um, $4.40, look, the pace does worry me. I'm hoping Hush Run and Chappelle put a decent enough one on. I think Karen McAvoy takes a midfield spot from Barrier 2 on the rails, maybe four pairs back. But if he can get a split late, I reckon Ash Run can run over the top of them. I think Sound's the danger. He was very unlucky at Mooney Valley last week, but he's backing up. Uh, but yeah, race four at Corf, uh, Flemington, sorry, to, to meet in the Melbourne Cup will be Ash Run for me, number one. Race five is the Group 1 Empire Rose Stakes, Phillies and Mares, three-year-old and up, wait for age, and one of my favourite horses again, Jay, if you're listening, Betty, Mystic Journey, returned to a very good best last start at Mooney Valley, beating a very good one in Perfect Jewel over the mile. I reckon she could be a mile nowadays, and she... First two runs to prep were over the 4,800. She had genuine excuses in both of them, but when she went to the mile, she showed her best. Um, look, Odium carrying 40, sorry, well, eight less kilos coming off the Group 1 win. I Honestly, I sound like an idiot, but I don't reckon that that Group 1 form and eight kilos, I don't think it warrants eight kilos. I think it warrants more. I don't really rate the three-year-old kilos that high this year, and I think Odium had everything suited in that Group 1 as well. Barrier 7, she gets it harder here. But Missy Journey, drawn Barrier 5, Karen McAvoy again, fast tempo on, Felicia, forbidden love. Odium will go forward again and not have it easier, as I mentioned. Shout the bar, chicka for all day. Missy Journey gets a perfect spot off the pace midfield. Look, she's a classy man, and I think she can edge up another Group 1 win here and take her earnings to over $4.5 million. Race 6 is the Coolmore Stud Stakes. It's a stallion making race. I'm not making the stallion, I'm not backing the Going September on the Philly from Chris Lollyard. She has been very good in her last two wins at Flemington down the straight. This race, 200 metres, she won the last two in States Company over the 100. So a bit of a difference of being extra 100 metres, but the way she wins them, it doesn't worry me. She earned the best uh, last 600 and 400 metres split of the day at Flemington on the 12th of the 9th when she went down the straight in the Cap Diamante listed stakes being spot start who she does meet again here. Spot start being... What's that the market? $8.50, so cost differential, maybe not that much, but I'm still happy to back it. Then she went to Flemington again and beat Maha and Minhaj when she hit the line strong. So the extra 100 metres does not worry me. Speed map says Craig Williams takes her back, but the fast tempo with Wild Ruler and as... Farnham, Ranting, Holyfield, spots that. I think going off the rails, as I mentioned, is the place to be down the straight at Thurlington. Hopefully Craig Williams can get her a passage through, and I think she hits the line strong again and wins this group one. Step up in class, obviously, step up in distance, but I think it's step up to another win for September run in race six, Flemington. Race seven, the big feature at Flemington for the day, the Victorian derby, and I am absolutely risking it for the biscuit of young over here, number five. He's the most inexperienced horse in his field having two starts, but from what I saw at Flanton last start, it screamed out to me that he's the winner of the derby. I would prefer he wasn't scratched last week at Mooney Valley, 
but I trust Danny O'Brien. He's a masterful staying trainer. Brown de Clare, Russian Camel. Two great animals he's trained who won big races with little experience. And I think Young Weaver can do that. Barrier 4, Damien Oliver. Um, he probably settles. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he led, to be honest. I think him and Let's Crack a deal lead. And I just think if Damien Oliver can save, obviously, keep his fitness. Hasn't got a lot of fitness. That's the thing he's got least of in this field, experience and fitness. But if Dayanova cannot spend too many tickets, I don't see why he can't win, to be honest. He's a very classy animal. Be going on to better things, I think, young wherever. Now, I was very keen on Sherry Tortini, Tortini early in the week, but seeing it's going to be a good track, I think she does her. he does his best on wet tracks. So I won't be back in Sherry Tortini from the awkward gate. Race 8, another Group 1, the Kennedy Cantile, 1600 metres, quality, mains and eligible, and I'm going to go non-conformist. I really like his Conagy Cup win over the 2000 metres at Caulfield last start after being very plain start before beating 6 legs by Juno Pal. And I love a 2000 metre back to a Group 1 mile handicap type of um, preparation. And that's what Graham Beggs has chosen to go. With only 53 kilos on his back, I reckon that Geordie Charles takes him back midfield and just watches the speed rail go with Ormando, Wild Planet, Buffalo River, Age of Chivalry, Streets of Avalon, the Velvet King, play up in front of him. Present him four wide at the turn, three wide at the turn, let him sustain a long run, and I reckon he gets over these late. Now, I don't sound confident, and I'm not very confident, as it's such an open race. A lot of things can win, I'm not going to list them all which can win, because I'll be naming more than half the field, honestly. But, I think... I look at the prices, I look at the winning chances, non-conformist is the tick for me. In race 8, Flemington number 15. Race 9, the final. Uh, I'm not going for a get-out stake kind of play, I'm going for value. Number 2, Fiesta. What a win last start, she's back to her best. Which uh, She has plenty of talent and she showed it last start at Caulfield, winning the Group 3 over 200 metres. Running home at the top of Felicia and Broadway in 4th. Now, that, I think that win was because of a fast tempo, and with how romantic from within, California symbol, Sister, and Zenar going forward, it smells another hot tempo. Hugh Bowen takes her back from Barrier 13, and she flushed over these late, I reckon. Flanks and soaks on Warden Caulfield. The step back and trips a little query, but at 1,100 metres, she's two from two, and she won an English sprint worth 300 grand over it and a group three win. So she's won two classy races this distance. This is no harder than last start. Map actually looks okay from Barrier 13. I'd rather her draw out than in. If she can get a nice run and Hugh Bremen can present her late, I reckon she can win this at $10 in the last. Race 9, number 2, Fiesta. That is all I have to say for this week. I've kept this episode short and sharp, around 15 minutes, to get through the big races of Derby Day. The full Thornton card, three races from Rose Hill. I am so excited. Until we speak next time, which will be Sunday night for a Melbourne Cup special, Stay safe, good luck on the punt, Fergo out.